Come join Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, where we talk about all things consignment. Welcome to Episode 9 of Consignment Chats. Today, we're going to be discussing Part 2 of Terms of Consignment. Hmm. But before we get started in all of that, I'm going to throw a little... uh, change in things today ladies are y'all ready to chat i don't know (laughs) maybe i decided instead of discussing our weeks this week i'm gonna throw a question at you and i'm gonna start with you libby it'll be the same question what and people they have not heard this question yet so they might need a minute to process what is the biggest personal trait that you have that you think makes you most successful at this business? Your top personal trait that you have that you think really guides you to success? Okay, definitely. Um, I would say that my, my biggest personality trait that I think really just lets me be successful it contributes to my success also contributes to my weaknesses so i am a very big picture person i very rarely get caught up in details i very rarely pay attention to details um i'm just a kind of a big picture get it done i i tend to have a very high level view of things and i have a a difficult time dealing with the details which is there are people that are good at dealing with details. That's why Molly and I work so well together is because she's <laughs> very good at the details. So I think that has allowed me to know what, you know, who I need to work with um, and, you know, would compliment me um, personally and business wise. It's definitely somebody that's into the details. Cause I like a, a high level picture. I, like to see how every piece or part is, is working and contributing, but yeah. So I think, I think that's probably the, the trait that helps me out the most in business. Okay. Tiffany, how about you? I know I'm throwing y'all for a loop this morning, but I thought it might be fun to get a little person. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, you said to pick one. So all in my head, I was like, "Mm," you know, I came up with like three that I couldn't like decide about, like <laughs> pick one, um, pick one today, and you never know. I might throw another one at you unless they intermix. Well, they sort it. Two of them sort of do. Okay, go I, my first thought was perseverance. Mm, that's and, a good one. Which kind? And then my second thought was determination. But it's kind of the same thing. They kind of work together, um, and. Um, I learn better um, by being thrown into something and having to figure it out. I don't learn well. I never learned well in the classroom setting. But if you put me in front of something and make me learn it, that's how I learned bookkeeping, actually. I didn't take classes for it. I just was thrown in and said, do it. And I figured it out. (laughs) Like, and... um, we know with a few questions to the right people here and there, but I just basically figured it out. And that's how I've approached a lot of things. I'm just like, I'm just going to dig in here and just like get through it and learn it and figure it out. That's and great. Going, so. 
I mean, that works so well in reselling, I think. Yeah. And yeah. consignment. It's just yeah. you get in there and you just you just got to do it, right? You yeah. figure it out as you go because it changes so quickly as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. can tell in the, re- in the reselling community, there's a lot of people that want to do it, but are just stumped by like, how do I even get started? Which is kind of why we're here. But, but you right. know, people, people are like, you know, they get stumped. They don't know like how to figure it out, like how to do it. Well, I just did it. I just jumped in and just went to eBay and just figured it out. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. So that's what I did. Well, that kind of goes on with mine, Tiffany, because I, mine is, I think in all things I've done in my life is my love of learning. I don't like to be stagnant. I like to learn new things. And when you're in this business, you learn something new every day, whether it's a product that comes into your hands that you have to research, love it, love to, whether it's going out and sourcing something, I just love to learn something new, listen to a new podcast, read a new article. Um, and so I think that really helps me in this business because I'm constantly wanting to read, watch, listen, sometimes just give it a shot (laughs) Mm -hmm. have an idea and give it a shot and see see how it comes out Mm -hmm. so um you know I always tell my son he likes to learn things the hard way sometimes I do too but sometimes that's the best way to learn so um anyway so I just thought that would be fun to throw that out there and every now and then I'm going to do that and we're going to bypass our how was our week and I'm going to throw a little curveball at you um just for the fun of of doing that but today we have our main topic which is terms of consignment and I know there is a lot for us to go over today so I think we should jump in ladies I know Libby you mentioned a conversation you had with somebody and maybe with that about buyouts I know it's not consignment based but worthy of mentioning yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to look at my notes a little bit here. Um, Kat from the reseller Apple Tree had reached out and she said, asked us if we could address uh, buyouts. So a lot of times consignment and buyouts are kind of go hand in hand. Uh, some places employ both models. So with consignment, um, you're definitely giving we're re- well, we are receiving the items and we're paying that person when and if they sell a percentage of the sale price. Um, with buyouts, somebody would come in with items and we would just assign it a value, offer them cash, and they can either, you know, take it or leave it kind of thing. So I actually did employ this method for a little while. I didn't care for it. It didn't really fit with our business, but it was worth trying. Um, some of the some of the great things about buyouts, like a lot of places will do it like that we're familiar with the large chains like like uh, Clothes Mentor or uh, Plato's Closet. What are some of the other? We have Uptown Cheapskate here. I don't yeah. know if that's up where you are, but yeah. that's one that does the buyout. Yeah. So there are like the benefits of that would definitely be you're buying the inventory. And when you buy that inventory, it's yours to do with whatever you want. You don't have to deal with the headaches of. I shouldn't say that, but the headaches of consigners and um, dealing with payouts and tracking the inventory and how much things sold for. So 
uh, accounting wise, it would probably be a lot easier to do the buyout and the inventory is yours and you're not accountable to anybody for it. So that's a definite plus. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever done buyouts? I have not. Okay. Um, not yet. Because mm-hmm. um, honestly, I haven't really had the cash on hand to do it um, up front. Um, but I have considered it. Um, I think I might in the future. There's okay. you know, something I've considered, but not yet. Yeah. The cons of, of buyouts are that I think you really need to know an item's value when you're doing the buyout and you have to very heavily inspect that item. You don't want to buy something like you're putting the cash up front. If you buy something that is, I'm going to use a handbag, for example, if you buy a handbag that isn't authenticated, you're stuck with it. Mm -hmm. If you buy something that has a small flaw, you're stuck with it. If you don't know the value of, of an item, um, how are you going to determine the percentage? So what we did was we uh, did 20%. We paid out 20% of whatever we expected to sell that item for. Now, it is a gamble because that item may or may not sell. There may be a problem with it. We missed on the initial inspection. There's definitely some, some cons that you need to consider. Like I know that closed mentor or they did their model was if somebody brought in a coach handbag, they had a flat rate that they would pay that person for that coach handbag. Let's say it was $15. I don't know what the rate was. I'm just making that up, but no matter the size, whether it's leather or cloth. Wow. So the other, you know, the other downfall is that even though people get cash up front and for some people, that's a really good, that's a really great idea. But when they consign their items, generally they make more money. And that's what I tell people when they, when they call and ask if we do buyouts that we, we personally don't employ that method. Uh, you will make more with consignment, but you do have to wait the, for us it's 60 days. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about researching the item, one that came, came to mind and still comes to mind all the time with me, and I hope I'm not bashing a brand, but Cole Haan, I love Cole Haan mm-hmm. leather, I love their shoes, but for some reason, their resale value, and so in the beginning, if somebody would have walked in with a beautiful pair of Cole Haan shoes, I would have been like, oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but then when you research their resale isn't what you would expect that beautiful product to be. Right. So that's a, a dangerous thing if you don't really know the, the, the actual resale because quality can be beautiful, but still not. Have yeah. And you have to keep tabs. Not only do you have to know the items and the resale value, but you have to keep ch- tabs on the market because it changes so, so frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even by mm-hmm. season. So that was, oh, that yeah. was my thoughts on the buyout method. Definitely something that, you know, some people employ and really like and do and love to hear from those people, those that are doing it. But um, that's what, those are my thoughts on it. <laughs> great. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Um, the second question we had was actually um, was from Bonnie. She's a member of our group and she was curious about how we figure out the percent fee that goes back to the consigner and what mm-hmm. what's incorporated in all that now mm-hmm. I can tell you that everybody does it differently and I'm going to just do a little sidebar here because it's something that I keep running into over and over and over again as I work with different um, consignment companies it's 
A lot of us have started doing this as a favor for friends and family. Uh-huh. And because of that, we don't necessarily we look at what we're doing and we don't give it the value it deserves. So a lot of people start off giving back a very low percentage to their consigner and undervaluing um, the work they're putting in. So please take a look at your percentage and evaluate it. You put a lot of work in when you're consigning an item. Make sure you're recouping your costs and paying yourself. These people need your service. You're not doing them a favor. You're providing them a service. If they don't like the percentage you offer, they can go elsewhere or they can sell it themselves. I just hate to see people really undervaluing um, what they're doing and the percentage they take. So really take that into consideration when you're setting up your percentage. And don't be afraid to take a larger percentage. Um, that being said, <laughs> you- I'm bad at that. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, it's really hard because you want to, you know, you want to help people out and you want to make people happy. But in the long run, if you can't, if you can't make a living doing it, you're not helping anybody out, right? Because you're no longer going to be able to provide that service. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying with that percentage is how much you value your time, your skills, the service you're providing. So all right. <laughs> so I'm done. I'm done on my little soapbox. But, you know, please value yourself and your time and, and do consider that because I keep I keep seeing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, my business, we do a, we do 60 percent. We we earn 60 percent. That's the other thing is uh, change your terminology. So when somebody says to me, you take 60 percent, I generally correct them in a nice way. And I say, we earn 60%. So just kind of change your, your verbiage there and, and we earn 60%. Okay. I like that (laughs) a lot, Libby. Wow. That's good. That's really good. Because we are earning it, right, ladies? I mean, it's a lot of work. Absolutely. You are earning that percentage. You're not taking it. Yeah. That little tip probably will go very far for everyone. What a great, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Good. Glad it could help. Yeah. 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 So Bonnie was asking about that. And um, Tiffany, do you want to talk a little bit about how you came to your percent? And then I'll talk about how mine works. When I left my um, full-time job and went to a part-time job and, uh, and I decided to work on my store and build it up, because I had always sold, I had sold on eBay just my personal stuff. But when I went, when really went to do the store like two years ago, um, sorry, my um, <laughs> my boss had some. I used to manage a store too. I did bookkeeping and manage a, a retail store, and he had some clothes there that he wanted me. I told him I could sell for him, and he dictated the percentage. <laughs> And he wanted, he did a, he wanted 70%. So it was a 70, 30 split. And I was eager to get my stuff started. So I said, yes. And, um, I still have a lot of that, I know that stuff. I sold a lot, but there's still a lot left because it was a huge amount of clothes. Um, so that was my first experience. And then when my friend started giving me all of her stuff, I started at 60, 40. So she was getting 60 and I was getting 40. And then I realized about 
you know, six, eight months into that, that I wasn't getting enough money. So I split set, I changed it to 50, 50, and now I do everybody 50, 50 mm-hmm. and I do 50, 50 after the fees. So like if, if there's, if there's a selling fee on the item on whatever site it sells on, um, if I do free shipping, so, but, the, but I have still have to pay for the shipping, um, that all those fees come out of that item. I have a spreadsheet where I keep track of the items mm-hmm. sold and I, do the split after the fees. What that doesn't take into consideration is like um, any cost, any marketing or advertising costs that I do, any, um, um, which the, the stuff that I use to, because I wrap every package, (laughs) you know, so the postcards I send with every package, my business cards, all the wrapping, all that's on me and my percentage Mm -hmm. and the eBay store fee, which is a monthly fee. So there's a lot of overhead that still comes out of my 50% technically, you know, like after the, but so, um, I'm working on that, but I, I don't feel like I can change existing people right now, but maybe for new people, I will rethink it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 50, 50, 50% is pretty standard. I think a lot of places do 50%. Yeah. So my, my structure is a little bit different. Um, so in the end, Tiffany, and I probably work out to be about the same. Uh, we earn 60% of any consignment. So um, what that kind of looks like is we, I keep it as simple as I possibly can because consigners will get frustrated. Um, so basically, I'm going to take a $100 item. I sell a $100 item on eBay. It costs $25 to ship. That means um, I ring it up for $75. So the consigner gets 40% of that $75. That's it. I take everything else. I take everything into account. Uh, If that $100 item had free shipping and it still cost me $25 to ship, the consigner would still receive 40% of the 75. So whatever I'm doing on my end, it's basically just whatever the gross sales are. I absorb all the fees, um, I also absorb returns. So I don't, the consigner doesn't pay for a return because it just gets, it just gets a little too messy is, you know, do you have to wait to do the payout until your return period is out and returns are, you know, one and a half to 2%. Generally, it's just not worth the headache of having the consigner worry about that, do the chargeback. So that is in court, that's kind of factored in. Uh, as well. So that's why I do charge a higher, um, I earn a higher rate for my consignment, because all that is is built in. And I just keep it simple on the, on the consigners end. So they know they get 40% of whatever the item actually sells for. And I think that kind of covered what she was, what she was asking. So I don't, the consigner never sees the Poshmark fee of 20% or the eBay fee of 15% or anything like that. Well, so mine, you kind of- mine does because I have the spreadsheet and I will, I move, anyway, I basically create them a spreadsheet when I pay them out and I send them a spreadsheet with them, just their items. So I, so they can see exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Now, Libby, you touched on returns with yours. Um, I mean, I think that's something good to discuss. Tiffany, what do you do with returns? 
Um, I rarely get returns, but when I, like, I just, I just did get one the other day because the post office is breaking things. <laughs> so, um, I, t I take that back out of the, um, fee. Like I, I will have the, the line item for them where when it's sold and then I will just do a line item again of it, of it coming back out of the payout. And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people do that. A lot of consignment um, store owners definitely do it that way. Yeah, and I was lucky. The one I just got back was um, it was a bundle of like five glass blown, hand blown um, Christmas ornaments, and only one of them broke. So they sold in a lot, and she sent them all back to me. So I'm going to relist the other four. Mm -hmm. So you know, there's, there's still a chance to make more money. There, so yeah, Good. yeah. Are there other ways that you know? Um, Libby, with returns, I mean, the pros and cons and the different things that you can do or that others. So a lot of a lot of people choose to wait. Um, so you see what the return period is, right? So you have, let's say I have 30 day returns. You mark the consigner's account. So after 30 days after it ships, you don't pay out until at least 30 days after it ships just to ensure that you're not getting a return on the item or whatever the return period is, 60 days, gotcha. 15 days. But you just go ahead and mark the account and then just wait to make sure you didn't get a return and pay the consigner out after that. Yeah. Okay. So you just have to decide if it's worth your time and headache. Like for me, because we have a fairly large volume, it's just not worth the time and energy for me to save $10 or whatever it may be for that return, that 1%, you know, of items. So, mm -hmm. so consider it, consider the time and energy you're putting into returns as well. True. True. Um, what about, we, we touched on selling fees. Can we break that down a little more and talk about the different selling fees and how people can take that into account? Sure. Ladies. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely touch on that. Uh, so it depends on your platform, really. So Poshmark is fairly easy. It's it's 20%. Um, so you would just take the 20, like if I had a $100 item and I sold it and I wanted to take the fees off, I would, it would be $80. I, they would earn 40% of the $80. Yeah. Um, right. It's a little bit more complicated with some platforms, eBay, like one of the main complaints about eBay is they're not, it's not as straightforward in their fees. There's different, there's final value fees, there can be a listing fee, there um, is a managed payment, like a, a processing fee, um, promoted listings. So it can be hard to calculate that percentage. Like I know that it's about 15% when all is said and done. Um, but if you want to calculate it on each individual item, it would probably be pretty time consuming. Now, how do you account for that, Tiffany? I do that. I actually, because my volume's a lot smaller than yours. And I literally go into eBay and check, okay, they charge me this much for a final value fee. Then I have to go to a different place to look at the promoted listing. If there was a promoted listing fee, mm -hmm. if it's sold through promoted listings, you get a fee. Um, cause I have all my listings promoted, but, um, I basically, that's what I put in the spreadsheet. I put the common, the addition of both those numbers in, you know, in, in, in there. So the only thing I don't account for is the flat store fee that eBay charges, which depends on the, your size of the store. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I didn't mention that, the store fee on top of that. 
Yeah, if you have a store, you don't have to have a store on eBay. Right. You, you get some benefits. Mm-hmm. We and can how talk about Macari? What is the percentage on Macari? Um, Macari is, I think, is 10%. Okay. And like Facebook Marketplace is 5%. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they all, they're all different. Yeah. They, they usually give you a pretty good accounting when they tell you that you have a sale. Well, most mm-hmm. of them, eBay is not clear. You have to look for it on eBay, but, but like with Poshmark or Macari or even Facebook marketplace, I, you get an email and it tells you what, what the, you know, what it's sold for, what the fees are for that item. So it's easier. This is, this is really interesting because we were talking about our different traits and um, you can see from the way I run things that I don't get down in the details. I like very <laughs> high level and I don't like the details. And Tiffany is very good and, and likes the details. So it's it's definitely interesting to kind of see this play out in the episode. She's the I bookkeeper. Think. She's got it all yeah. down. She's the bookkeeper. Yeah. 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 It is. It's very, very cool. Very I mean, I have, when I grow up and I have 7,000 listings, I might not be doing the same thing. But. <laughs> You'll have hired somebody to do that. Right. Just like yeah. I say, when I grow up, after I get my thermal printer, I've decided with the morning filming, I'm going to get a glam squad. I need a glam squad to get me ready. <laughs> That's when I know I've hit it big. <laughs> How fun. Face neck lift. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then we touched on shipping. Is there any other um, advice in the terms of consignment that you ladies have on shipping to add to the discussion? Just trying to make sure we hit all these points. There's so much information. Well, get a scale. (laughs) (laughs) I I lost a lot of money in the beginning by not weighing things ahead of time. Because back I, when I first started was when you have to had to like box up the item and take it to the post office and buy the postage there. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know the postage, the shipping until I got there. And so then I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I just lost all this money. Mm-hmm. So now I, I actually go overboard and I prepackage everything in a box that it's going to ship in and I weigh it and <laughs> store it that way in the box. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And silly me has to show you my sassy rose gold scale. Oh, 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 you can't do that. Because, oh, look, we're twins. Look. <laughs> mine looks like mine is red and it looks like it has been through a war zone. <laughs> I have to do everything sassy. So rose gold. It's got it's got to be sassy. So I have the same I have the same kind of scale, and I love it. Except it's not that pretty color. You got to have the rose gold. <laughs> you have a sticker on yours. You have a sticker. We'll have, you what? You have a sticker on yours or something right here. Yes, I still have a sticker on mine. But see, and then it does the lift up. Oh yeah, um, I never lift it up. Can lift it up, and they it's weigh something there. like crazy, like up to 80, 80, 80 pounds. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Six I've pounds. never maxed it out. Yeah, I'd we like to say like I haven't this. maxed mine out, but I definitely have. And it's super affordable. <laughs> super. We'll put the link on this so people yeah. can find it because we love it. You got to be sassy. Yeah, Avery, Avery with those typewriters, man. Some of them were 
heavy by the time they were shipped on top of that. Oh my gosh. I needed a chiropractor visit. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm so excited we're twinsies on the scales. Right? <laughs> um, anything else to add on our terms of consignment topic, ladies? I mean, that's so I mean, there's much. so much and we're just constantly talking about it and revising it and just you know, make sure you have a nice contract put together to be ready, to be consignment ready. And um, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. And just go back to our episode, back to our episode one, we kind of lay out all the parts of the contract. Uh, mm-hmm. And we are still discussing it in our Facebook group. If you want to see what different mm-hmm. people are doing, it's always interesting and what works for them, because mm-hmm. everybody kind of has a different situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. So you think walking out of all this overwhelming information, the biggest takeaway is get it put together, right? Get it put together. Yeah. Yeah. Do that now. All right. Sounds good. Well, I think we can move on to talking about our community and the chatter going on. First, I want us to talk about, though, before we get into a lot of it, is an upcoming challenge that's been mentioned a time or two. Yeah, so last week we mentioned that we're going to be doing a, what we'll call a mini challenge. Um, okay. And Molly put this quote up uh, on, our, on our social media this week, and I just loved it. It said, look for your choices, pick the best one, then go with it. And I think that says a lot right there. So our first part of the challenge that we announced last week is going to be picking your primary platform, whether that's eBay, Poshmark, a brick and mortar store, you're going to pick one thing to concentrate on, and that's going to spur the challenge. So this is our week two. So what we're going to do in week two is we are going to monitor what we're doing on that platform right now. And then week three is going to be the final challenge week. So we'll announce that next week. So what you're going to do is you're going to pick your primary platform, go over to our Facebook group, kind of let everybody know what that is. And the second thing you're going to do is monitor your activity over the course of a week on that platform, how many listings you're getting up. So quick, simple. And at the end, I think you're going to have some really surprising results. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. I like the challenge. (laughs) And we're all participating, right, ladies? Of course. Yeah, okay. Of course. Everybody (laughs) needs to participate. And if you haven't gotten in the group, get on our group in Facebook so you don't miss out on this. Yeah. So, yeah. I know we've talked about some of the chatter already, discussing some people who've had questions at our main topic. But, Tiffany, anything else been going on over there in our group and our community? Oh, we have lots of fun stuff going on. Like, this week, you know... um, Libby shared a video of her first flip flip box that arrived, oh, yeah. and um, I uh, we asked about um, business related books that you're reading that we want because we want to know because we're going to start doing some little book reviews maybe, uh, which means we have to read more, which means we have to you know list more in the time allotted so that we have time to read. <laughs> <laughs> For me anyway, put down the games, <laughs> yep. and. Uh, which I have been doing better with this week, by the way. Oh, great. Um, but, you know, so we're just, we want to know, um, we're, we just, we want to get to know everybody in the group a little bit better. And, um, I mean, every week, at least, you know, we, we, we're, we're growing every week. I keep looking at the numbers going up. And so it's great to have more and more people in the community. We just want everyone to participate. And um, 
ask us questions and answer our questions and join in. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. And don't forget, when you're posting on your store page or personal page about your successes in your business or even in your life, but any kind of success, big or small, hashtag CC success, because we search it every week. And then I do a post sharing people's successes. So we want to hear from you. We want to share it. We want to put your business out there. So hashtag CC success. Yeah. And if you have enjoyed chatting with us and you want to know how to connect with us, go to consignmentchats.com and look at all the different ways to connect. Yeah. Until next week, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we talked about all things consignment. To learn more and keep chatting, Find Consignment Chats on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram.